What's good, Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. Rip City! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson. Yes, sir. How you living, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, and let me tell you why. Because we got a special guest today. Yes. In his career, he has covered everything from boxing, golf, and the Olympic yes. Games to your hometown yes. favorites like the Ducks, Beavers, Timbers, and of course, at the top of that list, the Portland Trail Blazers. Big John LaCrofka. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, brother. Thanks, you guys, for having me, man. This is fun. You guys, uh, you guys are no joke. We're getting into it right away. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. You guys are bringing, yes, that, guys are bringing that, that, that first quarter heat. <laughs> as long as you it's know, not the third quarter heat, right? It's true. You know, that fourth quarter heat, that Dame Time heat. And you know, you've seen a lot of Dame Time because currently you work for Blazer Broadcasting. I, I assume as an EVS broadcast equipment operator. And we just kind of want to hear about your job. Tell us, the listeners, um, what that means to be one. Yeah, man. Um... I'm in the truck, I'm in the studio. Uh, anything you're seeing on the broadcast, well, first of all, thanks for having me, man. This is cool. Anytime I can talk hoops or anything with other people, man, I love it, especially during all these crazy times. So, uh, Blazer Broadcasting, uh, I started in, gosh, I'm getting old, man. And, and this is on Zoom, right? People can see me. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. people are going to see you, man. Make sure you get, <laughs> sure, sure get my, I got a dimple on this side. Make sure that, uh-huh. make sure RJ's capturing that, man, right there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be a ratings booster with the ladies. I know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Well, it sure uh, isn't me, so. No, on a serious tip, man, I started, I grew up in Northeast Portland, uh, an absolute basketball junkie. I mean, I, everything yeah, basketball, yeah. breathe, sleep, eat, however you want to say it. Um I grew up with uh, Terrell Brandon, who played in the NBA, Damon Stoudemire, uh, and a whole bunch of other names I could throw at you, dudes that went on to play in Europe and definitely D1. So in our neighborhood growing up, you 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 had to play basketball or get out of the way. So as a uh, half Mexican, half Polish, short white kid, uh, <laughs> I, I had a little bit. I had a little bit to prove, and uh, I came yeah, through. Yeah. Man. I got I got fantastic memories of basketball. So the fact that I could turn that into uh, a career, at least how I started, is just a dream come true. Um, 99, uh, I started uh, down at the Blazers. Western Conference Finals, Blazers versus, I think, the Lakers back then. I was just pulling cables. Oh, man. The camera guys down on the court, they got to have cables to get that signal out. So I was just a grunt down there doing that. But I had gone to school for television production, and I had just finished, just shot a documentary on hoops with all my boys I grew up with. And so kind of a, a Northeast Portland hoop dreams. And uh, nice. Yeah. I just, sounds I wanted, like you're a shoe yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to get into the the broadcast part of it, the highlights, the music videos, things like that. So that's basically, you know, fast forward um, a couple years later, I got invited into the truck, maybe 2000, 2001 and learned you had mentioned EBS. It's basically uh, for people at home. It's basically just a DVR. It's just a, an industrial size hard drive. It just, I can record so many different things at once, just like your DVRs at home. So when oh, crazy. Dame, yeah, so when Dame, um, I mean, it's got buttons, it's got crazy lights flashing all over the place, but uh, say Dame 
gets the ball, comes down, fast break three pointer, turns around, and we've all seen him do this, right? Yeah. right. I've got I've got 15 angles of that. So when you see those instant replays in super slow mo, and you see all the crazy action and the bench react, where it's boom, 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 different angles of it, that's us. That's me. Um, that's awesome. And we save every single play in a game. I mean, I'm saving. I mean, last night, who'd we play? Remind me. My mind's my mind's fried. Sacramento. Sacramento. Yes. Yeah, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> fast break. You know, De'Aaron fast, fast break three. Barnes, alley oop. Uh, you know, Wise, yeah. all those guys. Uh, I'm sorry, Bag Bagwell, Bagmore, Bag Bagley. Thank you, Bagley. Like, yeah, back that's the one thing I'm getting old, man. <laughs> I'm getting old. Uh, but, but, you know, every single play we save, label, archive. So the next time I play the Kings and we go down there, I can plug my drives in. And if I want to do a De'Aaron Fox, you know, you guys see this stuff pre-tip where Jordan mm -hmm. and Lamar are talking about the highlights. And you see mm -hmm. all the highlights from previous games. Uh, that's mm -hmm. all me. I just grab that stuff and go. Um, edit it together on the fly. And uh, it is very fast. It's very fun. Um, and you then must coming, be coming really into the good at multitasking. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to be, man. It's crazy. And like I tell people, man, when you screw up at work, when the average person screws up at work, no one else sees it, man. You just cover it up real quick. But if I rewind mm -hmm. on air or if I'm doing the wrong thing, man, a lot of people see it. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. But how much? So, so, so I gotta no ask pressure. though. Yeah, I gotta ask. Has that happened to you? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, all the oh, time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me finish what I said real quick though. Going into the sure. fourth, going into the fourth quarter, you guys always hear music videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm cutting those during the show, so during oh, wow. highlights oh, and during yeah. that stuff, I'm slamming that stuff together. So not only are you, are you looking at what's what's being recorded currently, you're also working on those music videos. Yeah. And you're so, piecing everything together. Dude, you are my hero. That is insane. On the fly. It can be really fast. And, you know, we're in New York and, you know, I'm going to use some old Nas or I'm going to use some old Jay-Z or some music like that. Mm -hmm. I'll pick music wherever we are. I'll use blues music in Memphis and some okay. great, uh, great, you know, Zydeco in New Orleans and stuff. But you're just piecing it together. Yeah. You know, if I look and I see so Zion, I see Zion wink at my camera. I'm saving just that. <laughs> I'm saving just that. And then I know Dane crossed them over, you know, and I'm using <laughs> that. So it's fun, man. You're just, you're basically just telling a story. And uh, awesome. you're an auteur. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google what that is. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't use big words. You're a director. So. It's like a, it's a, it's a film, uh, film phrase. I've gotten by on my looks all this time, yeah. man. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> uh, but no, multitasking. Premeditated. Yeah, multi yeah. I'm sorry, Tim. You asked me a question. I totally interrupted you, man. Uh, that's okay. I completely forgot it. So we can keep going. So you know, <laughs> I actually had a question. Um, yeah, yeah. I might be putting you on the spot here, but is there anyone that you've seen on video as you're capturing like live and then you see them in person, like on the court and you're like, wow, they are either faster than I thought they were bigger than I thought they were better than I thought they were just from video. Is there anyone that sticks out in your mind like that? Um, I kind of got over, I started traveling with the team halfway through the 0405 season. Yeah. Um, it was, we had just traded Sheed. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, I grew up with Damon Stoudemire, so Damon was still on the team. That was funny. You should have seen his face when I walked on the plane on Mr. Allen's plane. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I told him, I said, hey, brother, I said, I told you we were going to both make the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was funny. But that team had Zebo and, and, 
the uh, uh -huh. stopper, Ruben Patterson and everybody. But oh, to answer yeah. the question, I, I think it kind of, it kind of, it didn't wear off ever. Like it's never worn off. But I mean, at first I'm like, damn, you know, that dude is Zebo's tall as hell and wide and so-and-so, <laughs> right. you know, cause I just, you're not up close. You don't know. Um, yeah. But as far as seeing stuff on the court, see them do stuff and then be surprised. I mean, first of all, they're all amazing athletes, most of them. Uh, yeah. But but as far as um, seeing them do things, nah, because I was a hoop junkie and I, you know, even, right. even right. you know, when did the NBA League Pass come out? 2000 is when it started. You guys are too young to remember that. But, you know, I was I watching, far, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was recording on VHS five games a night and watching them anyway. I'm, I'm just a basketball junkie. So no one does anything yeah. out there that I'm like, damn. Uh, they'll be sick place. Don't get me wrong, man. You know, Dame's doing stuff out there. And like I said, Zion earlier, guys are doing different things out there that still to this day blow me away as a, as a lifelong hoop fan. But mm -hmm. uh, other than just initially being shocked at the size of these guys or being in an elevator, I'll never forget being in an elevator in San Francisco at our hotel. We had come in, it was like two in the morning from a road trip. And uh, I'm sitting there and it's like Marcus Camby and LaMarcus and all oh, these dude. dudes, you know, and I'm short yeah. as it is, man. And then, <laughs> yeah. but the funny thing is I look up and it's Dave Chappelle's in the, in the Dave Chappelle's in the elevator with us. No way. Right there. Cause this is, this is when he had disappeared and he was living in San Francisco, working small clubs. And yeah. uh, I just felt good that there was another dude in there, my height because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, those guys don't. First time I saw Shaq in person, um, when I was real new, that was probably one of the ones where I was like, God, that dude is huge. Right. Uh, yeah. And I met Moses Malone, uh, and, and who was one of my favorite players growing oh, up. Oh man, Moses. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he had come, we were in Houston and he was looking for Maurice Lucas to say what's up. And he grabbed oh, my man. shoulder and said, Hey young man, where's Luke at? And I almost like fell over. He was so big. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, sorry to go on and on bro, but yeah, these guys, man, I kind of, you kind of know going in. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, someone that I want to see live is is Zion, just because he looks like a linebacker or even like an old lineman. He looks like but he's he as wide as he is tall. He could jump out of the gym though. It's like he defies yeah. all sorts of gravity. You know, uh, I'm a huge fan of that dude. I already mentioned him before, man. I'm just a huge fan. I just love yeah, that because yeah. my favorite player growing up was Charles Barkley, uh, and I love LJ, Larry Johnson, and stuff. So I like those. That's you know. I'm kind of this built. Was like, right who's this? Charles, Charles Barkley, right? Barkley, here? Chuck. <laughs> you have Dude. this guy? Uh, I don't have that one. That's great, though. I like that. We have Lukofka on the show and Barkley. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but you said, just thinking, you said, has anything surprised me? Uh, I've done golf for years, too. I, I worked uh, for the Golf Channel. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, li the live from show that you would see. Um, it's kind of their sports center on the road at the majors. I did that for like 10, 11 years and just hanging out before we went on air and hanging out before I started working on the driving range. And mm -hmm. the funny thing is that was probably the most impressive I've ever been like at a sporting event was seeing some random dude. I didn't even know, like, a, like a guy that had never won a tournament. I'm sitting there just relaxing and he'll go, Hey, I'm going to hit it. And on the third bounce on the green, it's going to go right. And then he'd just do it. Uh -huh. And then there's oh, the cat, insane. and the caddy's like, no, 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 let's try on the first bounce, have it go left, and he could just do it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. You know, yeah. so so probably That's sports nuts. wise, people wouldn't think that golf, you know, would be the most impressed thing you've ever been around when you work in the NBA. But the fact that's a skill, dude. Some of those guys that blows me away. Yeah. And the fact that I didn't even know who it was, you know what I mean? It wasn't like it was you know Tiger or Phil or someone. It was just some random cat. 
probably working at seven eleven right now. <laughs> that that does take a lot of skill. Golf takes a lot of skill. I mean, yeah. me and Tim have definitely have experience in just hidden balls at trees getting lost yeah. you pretty much just hope for the best right, right. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> like as long as i can make contact with the ball i'm good and you know you've, you've told us pretty much you've worked in a lot of different sports yeah. what keeps you coming back i guess to working with the blazers um just a, being a hoop junkie is probably the number one thing i mean the average yeah. dude the average dude's gonna say you know the paycheck um, right. In live broadcast, in, in in live TV, what we're doing, we are we are compensated because it's just a crazy ass skill we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least right. the job I do. There's not a lot, you know, of people out there that do that. Um, are there are there times where you kind of wish you were in more of a like a, a bigger market, maybe? Like, is there uh, is there any time like because you could you with your skills you could you could work for any team, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could work for any broadcasting. Oh team, yeah, and, so. and in the past when we get knocked out in the first round, and and as long as I've been in the league, I you know you get to meet people. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the past, I've I worked for the Clippers during the playoffs, and I've worked okay. I worked for you know Golden State. I've worked for the Spurs and the Nuggets, uh, just because you know the guys, they know you, and they know that mm-hmm. I travel with the Blazers, and so they're like, yeah, this guy'd be great yeah. on that show because things thin out during the playoffs normally because baseball kicks in, and so they, mm-hmm. they need some more people. Um, so yeah, I've worked for other people. Um, bigger market wise, I kind of am in a situation in my career. Well, this last year, that's a whole another thing. Uh, but I was at a point where. I'm so busy from the first preseason game to the last playoff game, you know, six months out of the year, that the rest of the year, I I, I kind of pick and choose what I do. Um, okay. Timbers, uh, which is not a lot of games. And then, you know, every four years, the Olympics, you know, so that's like a big three-week chunk of work. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't do golf anymore. They started doing stuff out of the studio at the Golf Channel instead of my job, so I lost some work. But I did, uh, I worked at HBO Boxing for 12 years. Um, oh, that's sick. Yeah, that was fantastic. And they were great, man, because they understood my schedule. So as soon as the NBA season was over, boom, I'd start there. So pretty much like Cinco de Mayo weekend, I'd start with a huge fight. Uh, you know, That's awesome. Uh, Floyd Mayweather or Triple G or somebody, uh, Canelo, a huge fight, and then work through Halloween with them. So I didn't need to be in L.A. or San Francisco or New York or somewhere like mm-hmm. that. Um, I really lucked out and was able to uh, – was able to – you know stay busy where we are and now man on a personal side i got um i have kids now uh mm-hmm. for oh, a man. while now and how many i've missed well let's see how many are we counting no <laughs> how many legitimate <laughs> well, at least at least the ones that i'm right at least the ones i'm getting tax credits for <laughs> don't tell my wife dude she's done she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna get pissed. Yeah, let's not get you in trouble man let's not get I'll you blame i'll blame you guys man yeah that's okay we'll take the heat <laughs> no on a serious tip my son miles uh is 19 and nice. uh and my daughter olivia is uh about to be 16 next week so college oh. sophomore slash freshman and uh mm-hmm. high, high school sophomore but anyway that just having them and missing so much i mean dude i've missed so many games and plays and you know mm-hmm. everywhere the team's That's at i'm there so we're going on a 13 day trip you miss a lot of stuff so i've wound down a little bit and slowed a little bit and luckily i'm just in the point of my career i was able to do that and know that they mm-hmm. call me back um but yeah i just you grind you definitely grind uh it's worth it man i've had real jobs i was in the army and then i washed cars right before i was doing this i was washing cars at a car lot 
before I went to oh, wow. before I went to school for television production at Mount Hood. I was uh, detailing cars and washing car to car lot for minimum wage for Dang. eight years. Yeah, you came up, man. What a oh, I tried yeah. to. I tried to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just playing hoops, man. City leagues three times a week, and my girlfriend uh, at the time I was with her for years and years, six years. She told mm-hmm. me uh, it was it was over. All I did was uh, either watch basketball or play basketball, and like nothing was going to come of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I hope her husband's watching this podcast with me on it right now. What's up? <laughs> Shout out. Right? Not that, yeah. not that I'm the Kermit the Frog that's, thing, right? That's some that's some heavy shade right there. <laughs> right? I hope he follows me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, stick that pinky out. Yep. All, right, all right, there you go, there you go. We might as well just jump right into the Portland questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you were you were born and raised here, right in the Rip City, right? Mm-hmm. So. People say that Portland is a small market city, which makes it difficult to draw in marquee players. If Neil O'Shea were to call you for help because he has a quote-unquote high-profile player standing in front of him, as a man that's seen Portland evolve throughout the years, how would you promote the city of Portland to that player? The city itself. Yeah, yeah. What you know? What let's let's expand it. Not just the city, yeah, yeah, yeah. because no, you know. No, that's cool. I mean, being from Portland, you you gotta love the city, but also the team too. Like like, what would you say? I think, I think. Well, first of all, Neil doesn't have my number, so he ain't calling me. <laughs> <laughs> this is all hypothetical, of right? Course. I do remember because I, you won't give it to him, or that's it's the other way around. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do I'm remember, joking, Ke- I do remember at dinner one night, Kevin Pritchard asking me if I'd take Derek Rose or Michael Beasley once though. So I did. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, but Portland didn't take either one of them. No, 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 no. He's saying, <laughs> yeah, he was saying if, if we had the number one pick at the time, uh, I got you. Right gotcha. No, man. Um, to be honest, man, I think Portland's always been, and nothing's ever changed as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough to sell this city to guys. I mean, it really yeah. is. Um, you know, just flat out, it's tough to sell the city. Mm-hmm. I think the selling points are the club itself. I mean, it's I don't know if that's a cop out, but it there's a lot You're of talking history. like culture wise. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, now there's a reason Mello stuck around. Right. It was yeah, it? Wasn't, absolutely. You know, and I'm not going to speak for him, but it wasn't it wasn't because of the city. You know right. what I mean? I mean, it, I doubt. I mean, surely I surely wasn't the nightlife, <laughs> right? <laughs> See, hey, once again, you were asking me about you know working a whole bunch, but now I'm you know married with kids. It changes, man. Things change. Yeah. You guys are young, man. You guys are like what, nineteen, twenty? No, <laughs> I wish. But I'm I just wish. saying, everything changes, man. When you start getting old and you start getting yeah. gray, things change. Yeah, huh? And I'm quite sure, you know, Mello had a glass of wine with Dame, and Dame's like, look, man. I want you here. So it, it was probably a, a Dame situation that sold him. Mm-hmm. It's probably, like you said, a culture thing. CJ, mm-hmm. you know, the history yeah. of the club taking care of its players. Uh, yeah. Usually, and you guys know this, usually it's the fans. I mean, that's a huge selling point. I mean, how mm-hmm. many guys, you know, leave here and then talk about how much they miss the fans? I see our players all the time. Guys that used to be on the team, Ed Davis, mm-hmm. Myers Leonard, Jamal Crawford. I mean, I'm cool with all yeah. these guys. Jake yep. Lehman and it goes on and on and mm-hmm. they like the first time when they see me you know in the loading dock when we're in the TV truck and they're walking by 
They're like, man, we miss Portland, man. We miss the fans, blah, blah, blah. And there are some <laughs> dudes. Crazy. There are some dudes, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. St I I'm still in touch with Victor Clavera, like on Twitter. And he's oh, nice. this, you know, random ass dudes like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Rudy Fernandez loved Portland, man, because mm -hmm. of the because of the food. I mean, there's there's so yeah. many different things. And, you know, there is that small market thing going on. So that's a whole nother thing that mm -hmm. they have to sell. But mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it's a tough one. I think it, it, I don't think it's just one thing. I think it's a combination. And, you know, Sacramento is a small town, you know, but they don't have the the you know, they had to run there for a little bit, but they don't have the history of being, a you know, a quality teams like we put out mm -hmm. there. So that's going right. to be even tougher sell. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I have another question for you. Um, you had mentioned uh, guys missing the fans. And, and I'm curious because, you know, I imagine as a player, granted, I've never been in that situation, but I imagine that as a player, you kind of have to say that, you know, team X, Y, Z, whatever team you're on has the best fans in the league. Right. Like you're kind of obliged or you're obligated to say that. Mm -hmm. um, I guess my, my question for you is. Is it true that the and you because you've been to all these different arenas? Is it true that Portland has one of the loudest arenas? How about passionate fans? Passionate fans? Like if you were okay. to measure, if you were to measure loud, you know, I don't know Golden yeah. State in the last nine years, but you know what? Half of that brother yeah. is because it's the oldest arena. It's got a concrete roof, a concrete <laughs> yeah. ceiling. I mean, I could yeah. be up there yelling. You're going to hear me. It bounces everywhere. Uh, yeah. But they weren't like that for the 15 years before when they sucked, you know, when they weren't, right. you know, good. Where it seems like the Blazers, I mean, they had, we had our down years there. Um, mm -hmm. But the crowd always was crazy. And I will yeah. say, if you, if you were to pose that question where, oh, hold, look at this. I got people texting me. We see you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're important. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh, Rose, they all say hi. Tim, uh -huh. oh, all yeah. right. We'll send you the link. Say what's up. Yep. <laughs> followers, man. It's my social media it was, followers. It was Neil. I finally it, gave it him your Neil. number. Hey, that was Neil. <laughs> Say, don't talk about me. Uh, no, man, but it's just, it's Portland's, the fans are crazy, man. The fans are awesome. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm biased, of course. There are other arenas that are nuts, but uh, a lot of times, a lot. <laughs> I remember back in the day, we always hear that it, they pumped in all the sound and stuff, you know, like the Pacer games. Which is bananas, like New Orleans, it was just pumping right. noise. So it made it sound like it was louder. But I know for hmm. a fact they don't do that in Portland. So yeah, that's and the Blazers fans, they know what's up. Right on, right on. Yeah, I'm I'm actually curious. Um, you know, since you've grown up pretty much in Portland all your life, what have you seen that's like changed in Portland and sort of like what you think is sort of the heart of the city? Mm -hmm. If you would call any particular area of Portland the heart of the city. Well, I'm straight up biased, man. I'm born and raised in Northeast Portland. Northeast, all say, right. It's got to be Northeast. I've, I've, got, I've got an NEP tattoo with a pinwheel on my leg. So, oh, that's what's uh, up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm very biased. But, you know, once again, yeah. up, until, up until recently, I mean, it's just been so uh -huh. bad as this last year. But mm -hmm. there has been a huge change around the town. I love, you know, I don't spend any time down there, but I love seeing that the Pearl District is thriving, you know. When that used to, you know, just be warehouses back in the day. Um, right. You know, it's a fine line. My uh, The South Waterfront, I mean, that's bringing in a lot of business and stuff. My wife works down there. Um, I love seeing, a lot of people don't, but I love seeing um, the Burnside area. I mean, that used to be really, you know, 
broke down and having issues and now they're on the east side of the burnside bridge they got some great business great businesses there popping up you got a lot mm -hmm. of infrastructure you got a lot of housing um and you know i know it's give and take uh the mississippi area alberta over here on our side northeast off of fremont yep. uh the beaumont district it's tough yep. uh i grew up with a lot of friends of mine whose families lived uh grandparents live off of alberta and back then man you couldn't go down there i mean it was mm -hmm. you had to be real careful going down there um, yeah yeah i had a hood pass luckily and so all my boys <laughs> lived down there uh, they let they let big john come through uh, but, but just seeing that, you know, and now families can be down there, you know, walking around and safe. It is tough to see, you know, you hear the term gentrification and I'm not an expert on that. It is tough to see that. I will admit that I've had a lot of family friends uh, whose families couldn't afford to stay once they started fixing things up. That is tough. Yeah, that is absolutely. something. It's really unfortunate that we can't do both, that you can't. Uh, you know, fix up the uh, neighborhood and have businesses come in and stuff without, but that's just natural, man. Those prices start uh, start popping up. But uh, mm. no, I'm 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 Northeast from the womb to the tomb. I tell people, man. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you know what? Since we're on Zoom, and we got let's, yeah. I got to show Are you. Are we gonna see it? Oh, no. I'm afraid about the location, man. <laughs> Where's the location of this tattoo? It's a I don't. Hey, if oh, he starts, oh, oh, oh. are we gonna get a maturity tag on this pod, right, right, on this right, podcast right. now? Oh, all right. Oh yeah, oh, there we go. That is what's. Oh man. Yep, that's awesome. I did, I did it myself with. Uh, <laughs> that was a prison tat, man. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, man, but I'm just. You know, I'm definitely. You know, where anybody grows up, I would hope you guys would be biased towards your hood too. Um, but no, man, I. Oh, sure. yeah. Restaurants, breweries. Some art galleries. There's so much stuff over here in the neighborhood that I love. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Any any you know, place, I, uh, any place in the city though that's doing good, man. I'm happy about it. That's why we got to get through all this, man. That's going on right now. Hopefully that yeah, uh, this agreed. all is handled. We can get it's, how we work. It's hard to see all these businesses failing for sure. I mean, some of our favorite places are are going out out of business. Like yeah. we were, Ro and I were actually just talking earlier today about Pock Pock. Yeah. We saw they're gone. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really unfortunate. So. No, no keep your head up. And, 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 you know, I don't know if we're going to talk later about uh, me starting a podcast during all this, but but the wheels that got spinning, it was, I got to get something like you guys with this. Um, yeah. I'm sure your listeners have heard you talk about why you started this. My wheels were spinning about, okay, I got to get this stuff out of my mind. I got to, I can't think about all mm -hmm. this crap. Yep. Uh, I got to have some sort of a distraction. And so I started thinking, who do I know? And, and let's talk music and let's talk shoes and let's talk this. And I literally said, well, screw that. I know so many friends of mine that own small businesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started having my boys on the show. I had at least three or four mm -hmm. of the guys come on and, uh, yeah. you know, just to plug and let them have their story. And right. That was and actually I, I just I just recently listened to your um, your podcast with uh, um, Anthony Park. Yes. Of Dew's Grill. Yeah. Um, and for, for our listeners who are, uh, are curious what we're, we're talking about, uh, John has a, a podcast that he started called Home Trippin' with Home Big John. Trippin'. Yeah, and, it used to uh, be. Uh, it was always, um, I got on Instagram and stuff like that uh, just to show my kids where I was, you know, mm -hmm. and to show my wife where I was. And just, I was always gone with the team. And so yeah. uh, we started doing, uh, and I hashtag everything road tripping. And yeah. so for years, I was doing that. And then I had a show on nba.com through the blazers called road tripping with big john 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Did nice. somebody take that over? Because I've seen that man somewhat recently. <laughs> my boy Channing Fry and them tried to take. I can't. Believe oh it. yeah. And so my boss, my boss, director of broadcasting with the Blazers, lets me. He reminds me every day. Dude, did you read that? Did you hear that last road tripping podcast? It was great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he's dropping. I should have trademarked it, dog. I should have trademarked it. But that's, yeah. that's where that came from. It was just road tripping and it was fun, man. I did it. It was it was during the B Roy, Rudy Fernandez, Nick Batum years. And I probably mm-hmm. did, I don't know, 30 episodes or something like that. But it was cool, mm-hmm. man. I even tried to interview Braun. He blew me off. Uh, yeah, nice. Nothing, nothing serious, man. It was all about having fun. I had Rudy teaching me Spanish. Uh, yeah, that's I had awesome. My boy Patty Mills, you know, I had him, you know, talking to me about I, didgeridoos and. Yeah, I think I saw a clip of you and B Roy talking yeah, about something. Me and B Roy uh, breaking yeah. down some stuff, Andre Miller and them. So I had a blast doing that. So it was road tripping. And then I'm sitting there, and that's what all my tags are on my Instagram. As mm-hmm. if I have to tell your your followers, your viewers, they follow me, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just what they do now. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, I, I started. I it used to be road tripping, so I was like, "Damn, dude, I'm at home. I got to do something." And uh, yeah, dude, I fired up this and just came up with the idea. And I, I was really doing a bunch, man, and getting them going. And I just kind of got burned out. I'm like thinking, "God, is this ever going to end?" You know, this whole being at home. And it's ironic. Right. My wife actually today texted me uh, that some coworkers of hers were asking if I was going to do another one. And so uh, I actually well, do have, have now. Yeah, I you know what? These last couple of days, I was writing some stuff down, and I talked yeah. to my boy Jamal Crawford's going to join. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nice. And uh, I got some other got some other guys that I think some people will find interesting. But but on that, so yes, this you guys having me on is kind of relit the fire there under my ass. Nice. To, uh, go back. And yeah. That. Yeah, I'm gonna try to steal some of your fans. Hey, that sounds great. We can share them. How about that? We'll share them. Uh, it'll, yes. be a, it'll be a cooperative effort. Yeah. Give everyone, give the fans what they want, man. Bring home mm-hmm. tripping back. My That's fans, what we really need. Yeah. My fans are very demanding. Yeah. I'm working on just, my brand, man. They just, I can't keep up with these kids. Uh, but yeah, yeah that were. was that was a lot of fun, was giving a voice to some of my boys. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I got, you know, at the end of this podcast, we don't mind like to throw a couple of names out there for these guys. or if I Absolutely. Can, of course. Yeah. Let me just. 100%. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just want to just, uh, just you know, just supporting these small businesses right now. Of course, yeah. of course. I mean, they need all the help they can get at oh, the moment. For sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us do, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we start heading down that road, uh, before we start selling out, like on, Wayne, before, like on Wayne's World, selling out. like on Wayne's <laughs> World, right? Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> uh, make sure you edit RJ, that out, RJ. Yeah, RJ, edit that out, please. We can't. We're gonna have to take RJ off the tra- swoosh. <laughs> Try to keep up. Try to keep All up. All right, RJ. note to self: John can't come back on the show. Yeah, there we go. No, I will. I am a f-er, man. I will sell out. RJ. You guys, you guys, put your podcast on a hat. I'll wear it. <laughs> Sounds you got good. it, man. Yep. You got it. Definitely. We'll we'll send you so, something. We'll have you decked out for the next show. Yes. I'll I'll take a picture with Dame and I'll have him tweet that out, man. Yes. Uh, what's up? That'd be so sweet. That's going straight on the homepage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Actually, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, all right, all right. Back to the show. <laughs> yes, I Let's, apologize. Uh, I tend to wander sometimes. No, no, no. Totally cool. But but uh I mentioned Dew's Grill, mm-hmm. which I think is hands down the best chicken in Portland. I don't Yep. Personally, mm-hmm. um, if I were a rook on a visiting team, 
and it was my first time in Portland. You wouldn't be and good. And I was playing. looking for somebody. I can see you wouldn't. You you don't look like you're in too good a shape, man. I don't think you'd be. No, I'm not, man. <laughs> you, you and I in. both are not playing ball, right? Like you wouldn't be getting too much playing time. <laughs> hey, I don't care as long as I'm riding the pine. Get a front row seat, right? Cool and he that. is asking advice I'm, about food right now. So. Right, yeah, exactly, man. Ahead, no, man. <laughs> well, what would I recommend? Throw that what? shade at me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Finish so, the question. So I, so I come, I come to you, John, and I say, "Hey, man, I've never been to this city before. Where do I go to get a good meal?" And I ask you what your top three places are. If you just, if you had to go, say, I don't know when these guys eat after the game, before the game. Right. Well, the guys are always going to these bougie places, man. So it's tough. Yeah, but if I if I want if I want a recommendation from a true blue Portlander, right? Where am I going? Well, we already said dues, and for those out there, man, it's some teriyaki chicken that's just off the hook, man. It's ridiculous. gotta get it. It'll blow your mind. It's so oh, good, yeah. and it's so fresh. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. And Anthony's such a good ass dude. I could go on about him. And you want to talk about a, a Blazer fan? That cat, yeah. man, he knows his hoops like nobody before. I mean, he's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And he loves hip-hop, you know, so we had a great conversation on ours. But uh, yeah, And you know nice. what's crazy about Anthony? So I lived I lived over off of uh, Sandy Boulevard, like 24th and Sandy, for like, I don't know, seven, eight years. Yeah. And I wouldn't go there all the time. Right. I mean, there, there, were a, 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 there was a period where it had been like at least a year, year and a half before I went in there. Mm-hmm. Again, but I I walk in there and I kid you not, this guy knew exactly who I was. Oh yeah. Even though it's been all this time. Yeah. He knew my first name and what I ordered every single time for my wife and I. Yeah. And I was like, it blew my mind. Yeah. He's unbelievable, and he he and his parents. Uh, his story is great. We won't go on and on about Anthony. This is about. It's supposed to be about me. If you want to know his story, check out Home Tripping with Big <laughs> there John. There you go. How do you like that plug? There you go. <laughs> I'm and, and I just, I was just texting with him yesterday, man. So I'm gonna tell him to listen to this. He's gonna get mad that I didn't blow him up. Uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> that place is is so dope and doing so well. They open another one like over in Beaverton for anybody that's out there. Oh, yeah. nice. I, I mean, know, I mean, no, no getting... joke, man. I would uh-huh. just. I would just go to dues, man. It's cheap. It's bomb. Um, I'm, I'm a mom and pop type place. Uh, there's a yeah. place on Alberta, uh, and it's not the bougie ones at all. It's just down on like 27th, 28th. It's called La Serenada. Oh, yeah. Mid-90s when Alberta started popping again and started, you know, started becoming what you're seeing now. They were one of the mm-hmm. first ones to move in. And everybody's like, God, what are they crazy to put a restaurant down there? But La Serenada yeah. for Mexican food is just off the hook, man. It's just authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents are from, my great grandparents are from Mexico, and so, you know, you you know when it's real and when it's not. And man, there's stuff they put together that's unreal. So I always pump pump that place up. And then on a, on a different note, I mean, there's a place over in Selwood called Reverend's Barbecue mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just unreal. Yeah, I mean, it's unreal, man. It is so good. That spot's uh, good. Yeah, it's got that yeah. down south vibe. Um, yep. And that place is that place is unreal. And then my boy in Dominican Sioux uh, has backed a chase restaurant here, Bays. Bays, and yes. So that place, that place is 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 unreal too. So, and he's a you, fellow he's a fellow Grant General man. So anytime I can can pump up any of the neighborhood business, not that that cat needs. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> you know but but seriously saying? though, seriously though, I would say for me that's the second best chicken in yeah. Portland. That place Dude, is the, bomb, man. Man, the fire on Bay's chicken 
it's yeah. like your your mouth is just like dancing with flavor dude it's so yeah. good and it came out like what like a year or two ago it's relatively new and it is like just blown up the the chicken scene it really for, has for portland yeah my favorite chicken place in the whole country though or there's two of them uh, yeah, really? In Memphis, it's a place called Gus's Fried Chicken. And it's okay. a little brick shack. And it literally has a metal screen door where the where the, the netting is all blown in the wind. You walk in there and the yeah. lady says, sit down. And you just go sit down. You're like, okay. Like Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> sit down. Exactly. Sit up. <laughs> and, then, and then if you ask for something, do you have any mac and cheese? Does it look like we have mac and cheese? You know, and she gets mad at you. I like that. And That's I, awesome. you not... It comes with whatever you ordered. It's just chicken, chicken, or chicken. White bread, a piece of white bread, and yeah, then yeah. it's got, damn, you can get 40s. There's a whole wall of 40s on the wall. What? That's the only way you can get beer. So I was like, yeah, I'll take a few piece. I'll get some mac and cheese, and then I guess bring me uh, some and, uh, old and they give me, I was going to say, and, uh, <laughs> give me two of those old E's. <laughs> me, and my boy, me and my boy Antonio Harvey, man, that was our spot. And we would go oh, there man. and just sit there. That place is unbelievable. And then the place yeah. on Canal Street in New Orleans, um, uh, Willie's Fried Chicken, something like that. And it's got this sign outside that says, chicken so good, you'll slap your mama. And so that's all <laughs> That's all I needed I hope, to get me to you don't take your mama you on these trips. Know. <laughs> that's all I needed, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I, know mean, that like... wasn't, I know that wasn't Portland, but if any of your, uh, any of your yeah. uh, traveling uh, fan base, yeah. you got to hit up Gus's in Memphis, man. That's no joke. Man, like, yeah. just for people who are fans of, like, Southern food in general, if you go to a spot and the people behind the counter are yelling at you like your family, right. you at the right spot. You are. 100% yeah. you know you're know at the good. right spot. If, you know it's good food. If you come to a um, restaurant and you feel like you've done something bad, yeah. that's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a key to sit down at a table. Right? Like, yeah, it feels like you're at home with your mom. Yeah. It's like, yeah. damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, John, I want to know, can you tell us, like, one of your favorite interactions with, like, players, coaches, whoever, while working with the Blazers? Jeez, man. Yeah, so many to choose from, I'm sure. I know, you got to dig through the memory there is, bank there here. Is, and it just depends on the experience. I mean, if you've got mm -hmm. younger listeners out there, I don't want to tell you one of them. But <laughs> it was a crazy night with Ruben Patterson in Oklahoma City. I'll just put that out there. Uh, okay. but no, man, um, you know, I think, I think these guys get a lot of, you know, some deserving, but a bad rap professional athletes in general. I mean, cause all we yeah, hear is yeah. the bad stuff, right? So when right. you, get a, so when you get a guy like Dame, who I haven't really talked about, but is literally as, as good of a dude off the court as he is on is at all this mm -hmm. stuff on the court, man, whatever. He is just such mm -hmm. a cool ass down to earth guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, dude, grab my phone and and shoot a video wishing my daughter happy birthday, and then handing oh, it to, awesome. and then handing that's it nice. to, yeah, and then grabbing my phone with CJ and and talking to my um my daughter's science class, you know, because my daughter asked him to come to class on on bring your dad to work day. She goes, Dad, will you see if Dan <laughs> forget you, Dad? Will you bring Dan? Right? And they're like, No, nah, but here, give us your phone, you know. And then and and so when my daughter's in fifth grade, uh, it's a PowerPoint, yeah. and at the end of it is that video wishing her fifth grade mr sisk who's the biggest basketball fan in the world 
them oh, saying wow. hello to him. I mean, I, I knew Dang. she was going to get an A the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just little stuff like that, man. Marcus Camby, um, mm-hmm. who travels everywhere, you know, he he took time to talk to my kids when they were younger that they'll never forget. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Jamal Crawford, um, unbelievably nice dude. Like, that's probably the nicest guy I've ever met in the yeah, NBA. I've ever. heard that. And just there really hasn't been too many guys or really I had some great experiences of going to dinner with some of the guys sometimes or the movies, uh, mm-hmm. being in a restaurant and then trying to pay. And they go, no, 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 that table over there has it, you know, and Zebo says what's up or, uh, you know, being in Dallas and, and, and West Matthews picking up the tab, things like that. Mm-hmm. But but just I don't know. We don't spend a we don't spend time with the guys, you know, when we're on the road, mm-hmm. we right. do our own things, but just interaction wise. Um, the guys are great. Myers Leonard is a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. Always cool. My son broke his leg the first game of his uh, senior season in football two years ago. Oh, no. And Myers saw that I, I I threw it on. He was a starting running back. I threw it on Instagram. And he hollered at me and said, dude, I want to send him a message. You know, it just, mm-hmm. you know, just things like that. Um, and maybe I get some of that treatment because I'm around. So I'm almost like part mm-hmm. of, you know, of the crew, if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh but just in general, you know, pulling in, you know, we've had so many guys where we just pull in uh, to a city at 2.30 in the morning. They're signing autographs till everybody's gone. I mean, it's just, it's a really cool vibe. On that point, wow. one of the funniest things that ever happened, uh, end of a road trip in Orlando years ago, we're getting off the bus, two in the morning, everybody's like, oh, B-Roy, blah, 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 blah. LaMarcus, LaMarcus, come sign this. And I'm standing there and it was, it was Channing Fry. So Channing Fry is like, should I? I was like, hell yeah, go to it. So he goes over and starts <laughs> signing Lamarcus's name. Silver Sharpie doing Channing Fry on balls, <laughs> prints, magazines, jerseys. Oh and my then, god! And he's looking at me, laughing the whole time. And then Lamarcus walks out behind. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that was that that's was awesome scary. and then and then, and then seeing Chappelle in the um elevator in san francisco i mentioned that earlier two times yeah. not once two times about a year and a half apart um, oh wow yeah he just he walked in the elevator we're all sitting there and i'm like oh, and lamarcus and we're like oh, and he goes he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette in the four seasons <laughs> He goes, he looks, he goes, who are these motherfuckers, man? And he's, <laughs> everybody's laughing and they start taking pictures with them. And, that's you nice. Know, I, I met Muhammad Ali in Phoenix. Um, oh, ex, wow, ex-team president wow. Larry Miller had him come to the hotel to meet the guys. And Dang. I was down in the lobby yeah. and I was just like, and then, you know, he said, yeah, they said, yeah, come on over. I mean, that was pre-iPhone. So I got no proof of it, but man, nothing but a memory. Um but no, there's, Sometimes that's, that, you that's, need, that's probably been the coolest thing is just seeing some really cool random ass people because we stay in these nice ass hotels. So right. sitting, next, sitting next to Jada Pinkett Smith in our hotel yeah. lobby or having Warren Sapp, you know, guys like that come up and uh, it's it, it's Crazy. really cool meeting some cool people and there's no way I would have. Oh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Mentioned that's that right. To, I mentioned that to Tim, the whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you guys are now two degrees from Kevin oh, Bacon. what's up? Yeah. I'm so honored. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to use that the yep. next time I play. Yeah, we were in Boston. <laughs> we were in Boston in the gym, and I don't go to the gym that yeah. much, if you can, you can tell. But uh, uh, I was on there. All the guys were in there training, and they all left. Yeah. And then someone came up and tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, who are all those guys? Uh, he says the Blazers were playing the Celtics. He goes, right on, man. And then he introduced himself. Hey, I'm Kevin. I said, hey, I'm John. And then we walked away. I was like, oh, 
<laughs> and the first thing I did was I was like, I'm one degree. That changes, <laughs> that changes the you, game. You didn't you didn't look up when he introduced himself? Bro, not even no man. I got fans all over the place coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for the people. Uh, but no, I don't have time so to look at people in the face. Right. So one degree of Kevin, man. Like, well, I know Dame Shoot. real well and I know Kevin Bacon, so I'm I'm covered, man. You're set, man. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's awesome. I wonder if Kevin Bacon's somewhere doing a podcast right now talking about meeting me. Well, he's probably listening to the show. He's probably watching. <laughs> yeah. He's on his way to dues right now to get that number two combo. <laughs> What's up? Uh, if so, we're doing our jobs correctly. So, if you had to pick one blazer, because we all want to know, right? Like, from an insider's perspective, we all want to know who who's the coolest blazer, right? Like, who's who's your favorite blazer that you've ever met while working for the blazers actually it doesn't have to be while working for the blazers just in general like like if there was one guy that you were like yeah that's 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 my dude right there i mean i mentioned a couple of men jamal crawford was fantastic canby mm-hmm. it, it's it's ironic that arguably the best trailblazer ever is also the coolest one i've ever dealt with dame um, yeah just unreal i mean i i said it mm-hmm. a couple minutes ago unreal you guys, mm-hmm. if, if someone would could find a reason to hate him, I I would love to hear what it is. Because that dude is just professional and chill, and he's a huge boxing fan. So the mm-hmm. fact that I worked for yeah. a boxing man, he was freaking out. Oh, I mean, he had someone to, he had someone to talk to about movies and boxing, you know, because I don't talk to the guys about basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. no, so we chat all the time about boxing and yeah. I'll be, I, I was doing a fight in Vegas, and he's like, man, we're almost there. Did they start yet? You know, he's like, you know, texting. <laughs> I was like, what do you want me to do? Hold the fight for you, Dane? They don't care who you are. <laughs> but no, man, I, 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 it'd be tough for me to find enough guys to count on one hand that weren't cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Dane's going to go down as one of the coolest guys ever. Greg Oden yeah. was fantastic. We were just talking about G the other day. That dude mm-hmm. got such a bad rap on everything that went down. I know. That, right. dude, that poor guy. That, that dude was awful cool as hell, man. Just yeah. an absolute gentle giant, man. He was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I actually met him at a signing once. And nice. dude, he was he was so personable, man. One of the one of the better interactions I've had, actually. Oh yeah. He's great. One of my favorite pictures ever with the player is with him. We're in the, oh, yeah. we're on the team playing and Mr. Allen, we had a couple different planes, and one of them, uh, we were in Mr. Allen's bedroom, and there was a big desk and a bed in there. And Greg would sit at that desk so he could put his leg up. And uh, I said, Greg, I need a picture for of you and, and me for my kid. I lied and said it was my kid. I was being a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so he's all like this, and I'm all like this, and it looks like you know like That's a like, like a Will Smith, like a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince album cover. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. No, Greg was fantastic. And like I said, man, it's tough to find. You know, Nick Batum was the coolest, smoothest cat. I mean, that guy was so nice, man, and so down to earth. Yeah. Uh, my, it's my wife's favorite player, actually. Oh, right on. I, I was real cool. Yeah. Joe Prisbilla and Steve Blake, those guys were fantastic as well. Oh, Prisbilla, Prisbilla. man. That, one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, Absolutely. He, had a couple of nights. Like he, he wasn't flashy, but, dude, he did everything, like all the dirty work, man. Yeah. That guy, man, had a good sense of humor, too, man. He came off as shy, but he was funny. And Chris Kamen was probably the craziest player we've ever had. Really? That dude was a nut job, man, in a good way. <laughs> I mean, he was an absolute nut job, but in a good way. He was That guy is smart as hell. Yeah. Um, 
He, he was with us towards the end of his career. He knew exactly to the dime how much money he'd made. He knew how much oh, money wow. he'd given to family. He goes, he goes, I made a mistake and gave too much money to my family that first year. I'm going to play this many, you know, years to make it back. And this, and I mean, the guy, he'd pull rookies wow. aside and try to teach him about stocks and, yeah. and oh, different great, investments yeah. and stuff. Oh, dude, he was, he was great. He was a lot of, he was a lot of fun to be around. And then he yelled at me once. He walked on the plane and I sat next to Mike Rice uh, for, you know, 15 years or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. They would have hors d'oeuvres out and Mike Rice is eating all this shrimp and I got some snacks going on. And he walked by and just stopped and gave me and Rice like the dirtiest looks. And he goes, this food isn't for you. Like he started yelling. <laughs> and Rice got all nervous and froze eating a shrimp. <laughs> and, and he goes, this is for us. He says, we're the ones out here working and, and busting. He was like giving us a hard time. And everybody's kind of looking, waiting to see if he's serious or not. And I said, yeah. hold on a sec. You and I got the same number of rebounds tonight. I deserve this quesadilla, homie. <laughs> and he just looked at, he looked at me and started cracking up. And from that point on, we were cool. I called, him on, cool. I called him on his right bullshit on. and we were cool. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. You've lived through a lot of eras of Blazer basketball. What would you say is your favorite era? If I'm going to guess, it's going to be the Joe Blazer era. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was such a Rasheed Wallace fan. I mean, just that. God, there were just some bad dudes on that. But I'm just a fan. <laughs> they were so of, much fun. I'm a fan of just getting up in people's face and letting them know. I mean, obviously, you can yeah. talk, talk. I talk a lot of smack. Just the fact that those guys brought it, man. And then when and then once we added Damon Stoudemire and then Ryder and then just you know then it became Steve Smith. But it was just like just the, mm -hmm. and you had guys like. Zebo coming up young and Bonzi and it's just oh, here, here. <laughs> Dang, mean, oh, dude! Nice. Right? It's the Rasheed Wallace Air Force yep. buttons, man. Yeah, awesome. I just there's just something about it, you know. Yeah. And anytime yeah. it comes up and stuff, my boss has yeah. a hard time. My boss has been working there for 20, 30 years or something. He's like, mm -hmm. you can't like the you know the Jailblazers can't be your favorite. <laughs> But man, I mean, Brian Grant and those guys, I mean, they weren't getting in trouble, but just yeah, yeah. BGA, you to answer your question earlier, Brian Grant, I got to know, but that was before I worked for the team. I knew through some, mm -hmm. some different situations and that's a really fantastic guy. And it's tough to see what mm -hmm. he's going through. But yeah, my era was that, I mean, I grew up, you know, my parents grew up watching. I remember being really little and hearing those seventies games and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then going to the Coliseum in the eighties to watch Clyde and tp and jerome and those guys so oh, yeah it's just See, I, that's, I mean all the that right are, there yeah all the areas are that, unbelievable probably my favorite that's, that's the era when i became a fan yeah i would say my favorite team though is starting at center ha soon jin yeah victor kirapa sergey yeah. monia sebastian <laughs> kelfair and who the hell knows that was one of my first road trips that was like our starting line that was the first time i ever oh, went to new york city playing the Knicks was at, was it was it preseason no no that was what? our that was our 20 why don't wins, I remember that? that was our 21 win season um, oh my that's I do why I remember that those guys are why we were able to get B-Roy and the Marcus in there yeah it's probably like Von Wafer or something was the other guy hey and it's funny you say Von Wafer that's one of the few dudes in the league that was actually a jerk to me was Von Wafer <laughs> really <laughs> I'm not surprised yeah he joined us he like looked at me I, I walked on the plane and he's like who you know he'd only been there for a week and he sees me mm -hmm. And you know, yeah. 
I'm not anybody, you know, but most of the mm -hmm. guys know me. And, and he's like, and then looks down on my shoes and he goes, those shoes are whack, dude. And walked away. Like he what? judged me on oh, like, yeah, I know. I couldn't believe what? it. What? Yeah. Uh, and so I always one thing you don't do, right? So, yeah. John's so, kicks. So guess who didn't have? <laughs> guess who didn't have any replays or highlight packages? <laughs> I was just about to say that. I'm like, I'm sure you got them back with the highlight packages, though. ESPN <laughs> saw no Von way for highlights. <laughs> You're like, this man got dunked on here. This right. man got dunked yep. on here. <laughs> I just showed him all with the air balls. <laughs> Now he's up at dudes. Now he's up at dudes cleaning the grill. <laughs> you know, John, it was great to interview you. Like, just to ask you all these questions, to hear all these stories. Um, we're actually wanting to do like our busted bucket thing and talk about the current Blazers now and just NBA talk. We're wondering if you're down to just sit, talk, yeah, get integrated, man. Yeah, let's do this. All right, nice. let's do this. So. The Blazers just beat Sacramento, and now we are currently sitting fifth in the West. How do you guys think the Blazers has have done, like, for the first half of the season? John, I'm going to kick it to you first, my friend. How do you think we've done? I think, I mean, are you kidding me? With all the stuff that we've gone through to be where we are, what's our record right now? Uh, 21 and 14. Get out of here. What's that, like 60%, 600 I mean, they're, I'm not a math guy, so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, are you that. kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at teams, <laughs> you look at teams yeah. like you look at teams like Boston, and Miami, and Dallas, and Denver, and all these teams that were supposed to be the teams on the rise. Right. Mm -hmm. But man, Boston's mm -hmm. been healthy all season. I mean, I know there's been a couple of COVID things, but dude, not like us. Not losing. Right. Not basically having three starters out the whole. You know, almost the whole. Season. I mean, is the is there another team out there that's been dealing with with this? amount of injuries like like and not just the amount but the significant injuries the key and the to key positions that's what yeah. i'm saying man everybody you always hear all these people hating on coach stotts you know mm -hmm. you may not like the way he does this or you don't like the way he did he's doing something right you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying and you could say oh well he i've heard people oh he's got dame to bail him out blah 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 i'm not big on that <laughs> i mean it, i'm not i will say that's not untrue but at the same time like he's obviously doing something right to put Dame in the right position to make yeah, to make and, the plays he, he does. You know, to, to jump in here, I think that people were criticizing Stotts at the beginning because they were wanting more from this new revamp roster. I mean, at the beginning of the season, Charles Barkley had said, hey, I'm putting millions of dollars on that team to take it all the way, to get the championship. 000. And then they were sort of lackluster at the beginning of the season. But what people don't understand is you got to slow your roll a little bit. You gotta have time for people to gel. You gotta figure out the defense. They implemented a new defense, and now, I mean, we're fifth in the West. Are you joking me? Without Nurkic, without Collins, without CJ, that is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm, I'm very proud of our Blazers. I think, I think they're doing fantastic. I'm biased, of course. I'm always biased, but I'll call it like I see it. And I, I I'm pumped, man. I think it's fantastic. And on, 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 in a weird way. A lot of these guys now who wouldn't have gotten, you know, some chances, you know, GT now is has stepped up and Gary's a dog, man. And yeah, the fact that he he's doing what a lot of people can't, he's doing, he's stepping up when it counts and he's handling his business, helping Dame out. And how about a guy that Enos Canner? I mean, oh, dude, man. I mean, what do we dude, give up for him? The right? was, <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, man, like yeah. yesterday's recycling. And, and then this dude is, 
doing what he's doing 11 and 11 12 and 12 i mean the dude is just a beast out there yeah i can't mean he's a jump, double double jump like that like, <laughs> like you couldn't even slide a piece of paper under my boy's heel <laughs> but it's all about positioning it's all about up here and i think that's what a yeah. lot of people forget man talent mm -hmm. usually does win out i'll give you that you know most of the mm -hmm. time it does and in a seven game series it's it's most likely going to but night in and night out when it's a one game situation Man, it's about chemistry. It's about gelling, like like you said, and it's about. It's just not always about the X's and O's. And if you got a, mm -hmm. if you got a bunch of guys that believe in that, which we seem to, uh, you can't hate on what they've done, man. It's just it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's pretty incredible what they've done uh, throughout the season. I mean, Cantor, last game against Sacramento, Dude. he had twenty two points and fifteen rebounds, man. Dude. Or yeah. excuse me, twenty one rebounds. Twenty one. Twenty two points, twenty yeah. rebounds. Name me another backup center that does that. No. Absolutely. And, like, I, I think I've said this, like, three times before, but Cantor isn't necessarily the most impressive basketball specimen that's ever stepped on the court. He's not going to get you deep into the playoffs, but what he is going to do for you is he's going to get you to the playoffs. Like, during the regular season, you need someone that's just going to grind it out, get you rebounds, get you some points here and there, and just bring that, like, nasty energy um, that's Enos Cantor, man. And I think Neil Olshay did a great job not giving up too much for him. We got him on the cheap. Like you said, yesterday's recycling. That's what we gave up for the <laughs> it might even, It might even have been the day before his recycling, man. <laughs> but, and he's got that mid-90s game, man, that banging down yes, low. He and yeah. he's he's a beast. I mean, he's got he, some nice old-school old old moves sure. too, man. I love him. But, yeah, man, I'm happy with him. They're, they're doing great. Yeah. What do you guys think are – the Blazers' title chances this year. So we could start off with maybe the West. So the standings the standings right now, it goes Jazz, Suns, Lakers, Clippers, Blazers, then Nuggets, Spurs, Mavericks. I won't include the last two. They have to play in, which are the Warriors and Grizzlies. Um, so just with that, the Western Conference at least, what do you think mm -hmm. the Blazers' chances are? Seven game series are, are a lot different than like I was just saying. It, it, it's tough, man. Stuff slows down. Defense becomes so much more important. Um, that's a tough one. I, I mean, it, it's impossible to say. I mean, beginning of the year, I was a little hyped because we had a lot of depth. But who knows, man? We're clicking. This last, you know, we have these streaks where we're playing great. We have these streaks where we're playing not so great. But if you got to think, you know, if CJ and Nurt can come back. And then we've got some weapons coming off the bench. There's always a shot, but it's all about matchups, man. It depends on who we play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think it also comes down to timing, man. Like what, what you, you just said, they're starting, the team's starting to click and that's, and that's without two key guys mm -hmm. on the roster right now. And, and you know, when, when CJ comes back, when Nurt comes back, we know what we can get from them. I think the question is going to be, how are they going to gel, um, with everyone else, right? Because they've been sitting for basically the first half of the season. So I think it's about timing. And if they can time it right to where they all figure out how to play with each other going into the playoffs, I think we, we do have a really good chance. I mean, it's still going to be tough taking down the reigning champs, but I mean, I think there's a chance. I mean, anybody can win on any given night, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I also think that we have a pretty good chance. And the reason being is what you guys said. I'm going to echo it, which is we're missing key players. And 
if there's anything that I've learned during this great stretch of like 10 games, I want to say, is that we are absolutely deep on offensive firepower. Like on any given day, we could have six players go off for 10 for 10 points each. And if we have Dame Lillard, any game can be our game with Dame Lillard. That hey man, warrior- if it's if it's within 10 points, yeah. And Dame's on the court, we got a chance. I mean, that Warriors game, we we were I mean, Dame Lillard was like two for 10, two for 11 the whole game. And then the fourth quarter comes and he hits a clutch shot and just bla- like bails us out. And he's done mm-hmm. it time and time again. And I'm just excited for him um, because he's, fi- he's finally getting some national love, some national spotlight. It might not be in the right way because like Stephen A. Smith will say he should be in a bigger market. I mean, does anyone actually care what Stephen A. Smith or what, what he says, or, or like uh, uh, Skip Bayless? Like, I don't who, who actually watches those fools anymore? Nobody. That's what I want to know. Probably Von Wafer. <laughs> He's waiting for his highlight reel. John. Who is who is the busted buckets? Damian Lillard. Who's bringing that heat? Is that your? Is it RJ? <laughs> I, I would say RJ is our John LaCrofka. So we're nah, dude. You can't oh, yeah. put un, un, unrealistic expectations on that kid. RJ, I can't see you, dog. But don't don't even try to live up to this. This is all, a whole other level, man. I mean, I got Emmy awards. I got Emmy awards over here. I got. Hey, that's what's up. You can't even. I got. I got yeah, but that's that's for boxing, isn't it? Uh no, both Blazers. Oh no no no, that's right. That was the Blazers though, wasn't it? With with, oh here it comes. <laughs> this is what I wanted. Here we go. <laughs> Dude, does he have a rose garden chair? Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got an Emmy for each hand, homie. Nice. Dang, that it's is some- what's up. It's something to aspire, to, John. Aspire to RJ. Yeah, yeah. John, are oh, are any of these J Dollars? What we're gonna call you, huh? Are I'm any the, of these the for podcasting, though? What's that, brother? Are any of those for podcasting? Oh uh, no, I haven't submitted my. So RJ, you have so, a chance. RJ, you got a chance, brother. <laughs> you, you can do this, chance. man. <laughs> All right, you know what's messed up, RJ? Is this is the episode that's gonna win it? So you gotta, you gotta thank me. <laughs> We'll be sending you one too, John. We'll be sending right. you <laughs> right, right. Uh, we're just gonna, a, we're just gonna send of, John up. Yeah, I've been a part of a couple for HBO as well, but uh, the Blazers are unbelievable. My boss, uh, <clears throat> they if you win one of these, you still got to buy the trophy, they don't give the trophies out. Oh, you're kidding, nah, and they're expensive as hell. Um, but my boss uh, has gotten them for us, which is unreal, man. It's just oh, that's like, cool, yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. Cool. So he got them for us. and showed up in a big old gold box and i'm like well if uh if i last year i couldn't work forever i was about to melt those things down and sell them on ebay <laughs> <laughs> you looked at your shoes and you're like no nah you're it's like, the emmy it'd <laughs> <laughs> be my kids and these trophies <laughs> so That's awesome i was mentioning dame lillard earlier he's been in mvp talks i want to know John, who do you think is the most deserving for MVP this year? Make your case. That's always that's always a, cr- a crazy, crazy race because what does valuable mean? I mean, it, right. it, to different people. How 
I'll be honest, the most valuable player in the league the last 15 years has been LeBron James. I don't, I don't, I don't care who's won the championship. He's the most dominating and most valuable player. He's unreal, and that's right. coming from a, that's coming from a Blazer fan. How or, or maybe not 15 because Kobe should have had a bunch of those too. How does Kobe only have what he has? How does you know? How does LeBron not have 10? Yeah, right. So it just depends on what you what you consider it. Is a guy who's on a team decimated with injuries but is still bringing it. Is he more valuable? Does Dame deserve it? Doncic's yeah. numbers are ridiculous. I mean, unbelievable Doncic's numbers. And that kid, yeah. I didn't. He didn't need to apologize for being a starter. You see his numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but Dallas right. isn't. Right. But Dallas is healthy and not winning. So what do you do? Is a guy with is Kawhi yeah. Leonard whose numbers aren't as astronomical, but he does it on both ends. Is he the most mm-hmm. valuable? Joel Embiid's killing it again. Oh, the MVP, phenomenal. I never touch the MVP, man. I mean, I know I'm a guest on the show. I'm supposed to answer, but it's just, <laughs> it just, it almost depends on who you're a fan of. Because Bla- right. there's Blazer, there's Blazer dorks who don't think, you know, the pinwheel, the pinwheel passion blinds the common sense. I always say, it's true. Dame this, Dame that. Sure, if Dame wins it, I'm all for it, man. But it's like, how, how, how is Doncic better than him? How is LeBron better than? Paul George, how is I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. I guess I didn't answer your question, man. Um, yeah, but who's yours? Who's your MVP? If you had, if you had to grab a guy, and it doesn't have yeah. to be Dame, it could be LeBron. Yeah. I'm. A, this is tough, man. I'm gonna say Myers Leonard. <laughs> That's a cop out. <laughs> That's a cop out if I ever Myers, if you're watching, homie. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Myers? Right. Actually, Tim so- has a great Myers story, man. What's that? Actually, uh, yeah, man. When when uh, I mean, it's 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 nothing crazy. It's just uh, when my um, when my daughter was born, my first kid, um, I was super hyped. The Blazers were on; they were in the playoffs, and uh, I I just posted. I was like, "Hey, uh, welcome to the world." Uh, you know, I added the Trailblazers, whatever, and and uh, I said, I said, you know, here's welcome uh, your newest fan. And uh, Myers Leonard was the only person to reply and say congratulations. And he's done that a couple times, actually. And it, it, so to echo what you had said earlier, Myers Leonard is a super cool dude. Oh yeah, that guy's great, man. So yeah. it's not surprising that you would name him MVP, right? Easily, right. Easily, easily <laughs> in the top five. I'm surprised LeBron didn't didn't draft him last night. <laughs> Tim, who are you going for? Who's your MVP this year? Well, you know, it's it's a it was a it's a tough decision for me. Um, but you know, I got those pinwheel goggles on. <laughs> it's oh Dane. yeah, I, I gotta give it to Dane. I know. Wrong with We're that. gonna be using that moniker, by the way. That that phrasing, the pinwheel oh, goggles yeah. for yeah. sure. You didn't trademark that yet, right? <laughs> you better do it, man. Channing Fry will steal it. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we're going to go to our next segment, and that, of course, is called Giving Props. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in their respective sports. For example, Wednesday's DFS featured James Harden's assist total at 6.5 assists. If you picked the over, it was worth 85 points. If you picked the under, it was 115 points. Thrive Fantasy also had Bradley Beal's point total at 28.5 points. If you picked the over, it was 95. Under, it was 105. It's a fun and easy way to get into fantasy. 
Use promo code BUSTED when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Indeed, prop up today. And John, I'm going to introduce this game. It's called Giving Props. You're going to say you give it props or you don't give it props. And I'm going to start with our definition. And the definition is giving applause, kudos to a certain situation, person, or story. So, John, Tim, I want to know if you give this props. Percy Miller, a.k.a. Master P, has been rumored to be in talks with Reebok as a potential buyer of the company. Master P has been on record saying that he believes that Allen Iverson can be the Michael Jordan of Reebok. So John, I wanna know, do you give Master P props for saying that Allen Allen Iverson can be the Michael Jordan of Reebok? I love Allen Iverson, but I'm gonna say, That ain't happening, man. Not anymore. These kids today don't know who Allen Iverson is. Um, I'm with that. They know I mean, jo- here- they know Jordan. That's a whole different thing, though, man. Allen Iverson. Here's my thing, man. Yeah. If he was gonna be the Michael Jordan of Reebok, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he have already been the Michael Jordan of Reebok? I mean, yeah. he had his day, True. right? Right. He could have. There's a reason. There's a reason that Adidas is trying to get out from under that, man. Um, it's just it's that's a tough business, man. And you know, I'm damn. Sh- I, I don't know numbers, but it doesn't seem like. When when do you guys see anybody wearing Steph Curry shoes? I mean, <laughs> I mean this is like one of the most. Whenever you know, we have JJ on the show, that's that someone you guys. Is that one of your boys? Yeah, that that's one of our uh, regular guest spots who also helps with content creation for the Busted Bucket Pod. Who's also a a Warriors fan. Oh, well, damn. He actually creates the music for our show too, <laughs> and does the music you guys for hang our out show. With, and you guys hang out with them? Damn, not man. I, sir. That's not my, I. That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well, no disrespect, bro, but your boy's got a broke <laughs> shoe game. <laughs> a broke ass shoe game. I wouldn't even put my curries way in the far bottom row. Uh, no, nah, dude. On a serious tip, that that that's tough, man. That's tough getting a brand going again. I've been really impressed uh, the amount of work that New Balance and Puma have put in recently. But right. I, I mean, I, I'm like I said, I'm no expert. I follow some stuff, but you rarely see anybody in New Balances and Pumas. Uh, yeah, they can't be. You know, Nike's not worried about them, and never will be. Neither will Adidas. No. But I think that's why Adidas is probably trying to get out of that. Man, they're just like, ah, we tried, mm-hmm. we thought about it. I did. Well, just you know, see, I did just see that they're putting out the old D Brown pumps. Uh, I just saw that yesterday on Twitter. So it seems like I they're know. trying to. Do, I think that's their move. They don't need yes. to. They don't need to keep creating new stuff. Now with these kids and uh, with with all these resellers and things like that. I mean, bring back the AI ones. Bring back, you know, yeah, right. questions. Those some people questions, think those are the yeah. best best shoes ever. Bring back the old mm-hmm. school stuff if you're going to do something. I don't know if they want to jump into that game of trying to compete and to say that he's going to be the Air Jordan. I mean, that's come on. And I love yeah, Iverson. Crazy talk. And I love Allen Iverson, but the shoe game, yeah, man. I do too. Right. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm gonna have a follow up question here. Who has the best signature shoe right now? Oh shoot! Like right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Like the latest one out right now. I'll be fair and say probably the next or the last five years. Oh, okay. 
I'm a huge Kobe fan. All of the all of the Kobe's have been just super dope. Yeah. KD that's, that's actually all Row used to ball in were Kobe's. Yeah, Kobe's. Yeah. Comfortable uh, balling. I got the hookup from Alan Crab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't tell anybody, but when he switched from Nike to Adidas, uh-huh. I'm a I'm a whisper. He said, "Don't tell anybody." When he he's, went, he's on the podcast uh-huh, scene. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When, when, when he switched from Adidas to Nike, or from Nike to Adidas, uh-huh, uh-huh. he gave me he gave me like ten pairs of Kobe's. That's oh awesome. dang. Yeah, I mean, and they're all <laughs> yeah. they were they were all, you know, his player, you know, additions, and just yeah. oh, they yeah. were his PEs never worn because. Uh, he knew how much Do I like it. We had the same shoe size, so it was perfect. I was I about to ask that. Yeah, I love Kobe's. So man. what you're saying is Alan I or uh, Alan Crab has small feet. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you like, don't think I never big John doesn't right? have big feet. I, I, Come got, on, man. I got 13s. I'm bringing it. <laughs> uh, but no, man. Um, uh, I always try to be cool with all the point guards, so I can get so because I usually have same size feet as those guys like dame and i are the same size and so and there's been a lot yeah, of cool yeah. guys like earl watson and i had the same size he gave me some dope black history month uh nikes oh that's awesome. oh nice yeah um nice, nice, but nice. No, man, kobe's kobe's are amazing i'm more of a nike guy but i can say yeah. uh dame's dame stuff is fire uh hard super had, comfortable Harden had a couple good ones like the ones and twos um mm-hmm. Uh, some of Kyrie's are a little too weird for me. I'm not big on the straps, so like the big Paul George straps and things like that. I've got a couple pair, but I'm not, I'm not big fans on them. And I don't hoop anymore, so it's not like I know what's giving you support and all that. I'm just, I'm a baller. I'm just not balling. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you. I think like one with straps that I like in particular um, are the Russell Westbrooks. Actually, the the Jordan Why Nots, like those are pretty tight. Yep. Um, anyway, so with this whole. Master P, Allen Iverson, being Michael Jordan thing for Reebok. No props. <laughs> no props from both across Tim the board. and Big John. We're going to go to our next topic, and that is Kevin Durant and Carmelo Anthony are investing in a professional basketball league for high schoolers that will pay them 100K. I want to know, Tim, do you give KD and Carmelo props for starting this league? Uh, yeah, I do, because I think anything that helps young kids uh, better themselves, you know, it, I, if they have, I, I, I guess, since I haven't really researched into this, I'm going to say as long as the, it also comes with some sort of financial advisor, because, I mean, knowing you and myself as high schoolers, like, we would have blown through <laughs> that money like you wouldn't believe. Man. Absolutely. We'd get it one day and it'd be gone that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we would have spent it all on just buying Dew's Grill for everybody. <laughs> Dew's Grill and shoes. <laughs> yeah. For real. So, Dues yeah, is getting I, I a think... heavy promotion this pod- this episode. <laughs> I, think, I think that's super cool that they're doing that to... I guess my question would be like, what's the payoff? Like, what's what's the end game for that? Because you know the NBA already has a G League, right? And I don't know, John. Do you know if you can go into the G League straight out of high school? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you can. Um, you can go, and in fact, didn't they just do something this last year, where some of the seniors in high school were able to go in there instead of college? And I thought they were compensating. Oh, okay. And then I thought yeah. that this was all going to go. And then mm-hmm. uh, with the COVID thing, I think it messed everything up. I'm not sure exactly, but I thought they were in the works of doing something like this already. 
Yeah, I think you're you're right, John. I think the thing that kind of brought it up um, was kind of like around the time, um, what's his name, Lamelo, Lamelo went overseas is because he didn't have the mm. opportunity to go to the G League and get paid there. So it's mm. like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna go overseas and get paid over there. I'm gonna take my talents overseas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big John, do you give this props? Uh, I'd say 20 years ago I would have. Um, now with with my kids, uh, I got a different spin on it. I got a different vibe on it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It, it, it's cool that they're offering to give them this cash. I'm sure every player is not going to get a hundred grand. I mean, it, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the star kids are or something like that. But even if they do, it, and like you said, there really needs to make sure that there's financial. You know, I mean, because if you think about it, there's a lot of parents who'd be like, "Hell yeah, go do that," and that's scary. Yeah. That that, yeah, that money is not. I mean, I've seen it with <laughs> NBA players, man. That stuff goes fast. So mm-hmm. I, it, what worries me is, is that they lose their college eligibility immediately the minute that this happens. And so dude busts his knee. A, he's got that cash, but you know, but that's not that much. Well, and right, like you right. said, like you said, there's a lot of, you know, hands reaching out when that money does start coming in. So mm-hmm. that's a tricky one. And they'd really have to make sure that they were tied in with financial advisors and all that. And even with that, man, I, I, I'm down on this one just because they will lose their their eligibility in college. There's no other options for them. Sure, so they're going to have a lot of money there for a couple of years, but if it's mm-hmm. not handled right, that can become a mess. I mean, I think yeah, it could that, probably that work sense. for some. It could probably work for some, but I think oh, yeah. that, I think you're right. Like the vast majority, it's not going to work out for them. Right? You know, in, the long in conclusion, term. I think we're all kind of lukewarm on this idea. We'll see how it pans out. We'll see like where the money actually goes to, what kind of financial advice that these kids get. So maybe like halfway props from all three of us. Our next topic, Big John, you're a boxing fan. There's this trend going on called the Body Shot Challenge. I don't know if you know of this, but Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> took part in it, and the challenge is getting punched in the gut by WBC lightweight champion Ryan Garcia. RJ, our video producer. I don't know if you can see this, Big John, but he's going to play a video right now. Yeah, yeah, Oh, hell no. Here is <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster just taking body shots over <laughs> and over and over again. Look at his knees buckling, though. He's not even punching him back. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and then he drops to the floor. Big John, I'm going to ask you, do you give this body shot challenge props and Juju and Juju props? Well, the dude taking the punches is a, is a moron for not punching back. <laughs> and to be totally honest, when you guys sent me this question and we were going to talk about body shots, I had some great stories about spring break when I was in the Army. <laughs> I, I even got some video back here I was going to give to RJ to have you guys RJ, roll. don't play that video. RJ, don't play that video. Don't, for you, don't. RJ. <laughs> Hold Don't on. get us fired, RJ. Him right now. Hold on. No, put that away, Tim. Tim, we better hurry up. I'm gonna say you, no, you dude. That was that was stupid. <laughs> Tim, yeah, I'm gonna think? say I'm gonna say no uh, as well because this guy was just gonna sign a huge contract. Why would you risk the injury? Like you see the pads, but dude, this is a professional boxer. Are you kidding? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. Dude, you bust a rib and you can't play for the majority of the season? Then what? Yeah, I I actually didn't even know that detail until until Tim told me. Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
was said to sign a major contract before this happened. And it's like, dude, why are you not really thinking about your money here? You're messing with your money. Yeah. But he, but he did take those shots, though. So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so That's almost, dumb. hey, I give that as big a thumbs down as JJ's shoe collection. <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> John, awesome. um, we'd like to thank you for coming on the show today. And, well, Tim... We got a little something for you, John. We got oh, something man. for you. We, we want to say thank you. you. Uh, this is something that uh, we found a little while ago. Some dope fan art by a local uh, Rip City artist. He, I think he actually moved to uh, Louisiana. But That's uh, my boy Evan M. He goes by Evan M. Oh, yeah, what's dude. Up? So you know That's him my, already. That's my dog, man. Yeah, dude. So... We were uh, we bought a few pieces and we wanted to give you one. I don't. Let me know if you already have one. No, I don't have any. I, his stuff is fantastic. I actually Dope. did. Uh, I did a podcast with him a couple. Uh, I guest on another show before, and we got to know each other. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's what. I, 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 so I love his stuff. I, I just don't have anything. That's awesome. I saw his work and I was like, "Yo, I have got to cop some of these." So anyway, uh, without further ado, oh. we got you a sheed. My hey. dog. That's what's up, right? My dog, Sheet and Eminem, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it do, it doesn't come with a frame or anything, but... Oh, I don't want... No, you got to frame it for that. me. You got to frame it for me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You that. got it, man. I can I can do that, but... RJ, what there's is one it? Thing you gotta, there's, there's one thing you got to do. <laughs> RJ, I hope you're getting paid for this, dog. They're not even going to frame <laughs> my <funny>. picture. <laughs> That's like, hey. hey, that's like giving me a car and not giving me any gas. Well, yeah, that's what happened the last time I bought a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much. No, no, it's all good. So, um, so we're going to hook you up with that. Uh, one other thing we're going to do is we're going to try and hook up our listeners. Uh, so everybody go and check out Evan M, Evan M.com. That's uh, E-V-A-N-E-M. Uh, he's got some pretty amazing pieces for sale up there. Um, and you can enter in promo code BUSTED on your checkout to get 20% off any purchase. Nice, man. Um, so, Bucket Busters also. Good, man. Yeah, helping out those small businesses is great. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Bucket Busters, we have one more. We have a Dame Lillard. RJ, pull up that Dame Lillard if you can. We have a Dame Lillard uh, poster print to give out to you guys. Yeah. And if you want a chance to win, mm-hmm. and this is this is a pretty unique piece too, uh, if you want to win this poster print, all you have to do is submit a review on our Apple Podcast page or add us on Twitter at Busted Bucket with how you became a fan of the Portland Trailblazers, and we're gonna do the giveaway in two weeks. So within the yeah. next two weeks, hit us up, let us know, and you'll be entered. It's a random drawing, but we'll get that out to you uh, on the. Uh, episode we're gonna release in two weeks. Yeah, and you know, very, very in, cool. In the, that, man. Dude, in the next two weeks, we're actually gonna read some of the entries. So if you want to just tell your story about how you became a Portland Trailblazer fan, we will we will tell your story on the podcast. We will shout you out. And absolutely, what better man to start out with? I'm gonna ask Big John. John, how did you become a Portland Trailblazers fan? Uh, my parents. I mean, growing up playing basketball from the time I remember standing up, man, outside, we had a hoop on the telephone pole. Um, and then everybody coming to our house to watch games. They used, it's ironic that I work for Blazer Broadcasting now. Um, we used to have, back in the day, man, they had Blazer Cable. Uh, mm-hmm. You had to actually yeah. pay per view. You had to pay for the games. And so the weird thing is, 
that's where I got hooked. Um, they would nice. show them. They would show them down at an old movie theater downtown called the Paramount too. And so, oh, yeah. so people would go down there and get drunk and watch the games on a, on a movie <laughs> screen. My parents awesome. would, but we had we were the only ones in the neighborhood that had Blazer cable. So people would come over, and my dad would make them put like you know two bucks in the glass uh, goldfish jar, and then uh, we'd watch the games downstairs. I remember just getting beers from my neighbors and and just watching the games and. Back then, the cops used to come around. Portland police used to have Trailblazer trading cards. Oh, really? Yeah, and they were—they weren't like the normal size. They were bigger and glossier. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see the cops <laughs> nowadays—they chase you. Back then, you used to chase them. <laughs> you go Blazer card, Blazer card, Blazer cards, and we'd run up there and they'd, and they'd hand you out uh, Blazer cards. Man, they should do that again. Yeah, and that was a blast. And so I remember us always trading Blazer cards, and that was you know early '80s and stuff. Man, I was like 10 years old, so. That was my first memory. So, like I said earlier, nice. the fact that I work for him now, man, it's I got a dream job. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you, and do you still have any of those cards? Uh, you know what? I think they're in a shoebox at my mom's. To be honest, uh, dude, because the card game is blowing up. Yeah, I yeah, see that right now. I see that. I think yeah. we all have <laughs> cards at our mom's. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's just where you keep them, right? John, <laughs> I want to thank you again. Thank you for being a friend to the pod and being on the show. Is there anything else that you want to plug before we go? Uh, man, check me out on social media. Twitter, Twitter. I'm not bringing any info. I can't bring any inside info. I just have, <laughs> I just have fun. But uh, Instagram yeah. is more my game, man. I'm always taking shots wherever I'm at. Uh, obviously, lately it hasn't been too exciting, but yeah, you know, and, uh, and your pod. On the road, yeah, on the road with the team and stuff. So at Big John, oh, I see you guys got that up there. Yeah, I throw some family stuff on there too. But uh, if you go back and scroll, man, there's a lot of stuff. Me and Dame on the road and different pictures of the guys. And uh, nice. Yeah, I'm a shoe dork. So you'll see some kicks on there. But uh, and then my my podcast. You guys have uh, motivated me to uh, nice man on that man. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, tripping, man. Uh, we're gonna have some. I'm gonna start getting some guys on there. And then just a couple of small businesses, man. And I I I don't mean to but we look at this no take as much time as you want yeah do it oh yeah <laughs> are you kidding me dog my Man, boy yes hey dudes yep does, does he sell those so this is a double one man this is dudes grill it's funny we were talking about him uh yep. then but then my boy his name is rick and the company's called graphletics mm -hmm. g-r-a-f-letics local dude bomb ass gear dope hats t-shirts he's fantastic man graphletics man is he's fantastic mm -hmm. he does hats for local businesses during this downtime during small businesses he's helping other businesses and the money goes to it so local oh, nice. and his nba stuff is fantastic man he's got great basketball if you're a hoop fan rick is he's outstanding man the hoodies are dope um yeah, yeah. he's done I some collab found it. yeah he's done some collabs with the blazers uh, where he's got like the t-shirt or the hat of the night and his stuff is, I, I mean, I'm serious, man. His stuff is dope. Uh, and then one other thing, man, right here, cultural blends ball was life. My ball was boy, life. He opened up a shop on Southeast Hawthorne and it's all basketball and it's oh, really? old school uniforms, old school jerseys uh just everything man and it's all about basketball man old video games in there old magazines hats oh that's dope they're dope and the, yeah, he has another yeah. company he has another company called cultural blends and they do a bunch of dope hats and a bunch of t-shirts and stuff man those are my boys they're 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 fantastic man they got a bunch of cool stuff uh yeah they got great stuff 
And then, nice. uh, other than that, there I pimped it out. I I sold out. <laughs> and my you boy, sell out. one one last one. Uh, <laughs> dope, in, dope. Index Index PDX downtown. It's a shoe store. My boy Index Mike. PDX. Yeah, Index PDX, best shoe store in the city. They got yeah. the best, the hottest stuff. Uh, Mikey and those guys down there, they're fantastic, man. So if you're a sneakerhead and you're looking for dope shoes, Index PDX is the spot. They got a That's... bunch of stuff. Those are like those are my three or four that I always kind of pump, man. Those are my guys. Yeah, right on. I mean, thank, we'll be, thanks we'll sure for the info. I mean, I mean, we're definitely gonna check it out. And John, mm -hmm. thank you once again. RJ always has to shout out RJ, our video producer, for giving us video, just making everything silky smooth. And our last thank you, of course, goes to our listeners. You know, when we're on Twitter, when we're watching games, you guys interact with us. You guys give us information all the time. You make this show so easy. And with that being said, Tim, what you got to say? Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>